Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, January 10th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here is what's happening today in America. As you may know, Iran attacked U.S. troops in Iraq earlier this week, an act of revenge for the American airstrike that killed their top terror general. President Trump addressed the nation following the incident, de-escalating the situation while imposing more economic sanctions on Iran. Politically, the threat of war, or actual war itself, will not help President Trump get reelected. Most Americans have had quite enough of the Middle East and Iran. While terrorists are fair targets, attacking an entire nation is quite something else. The public remains mostly split on the war in Afghanistan. After 18 years of conflict, $2 trillion spent, 2,400 Americans killed and tens of thousands injured. About 53% of us say the U.S. still has no clear strategy. That war is now the longest military conflict in the history of the USA. Even less popular was the invasion of Iraq, the mission to topple Saddam Hussein and build a functioning democracy in the heart of the Middle East, is considered a failure by a majority of Americans. More than 4,500 U.S. soldiers killed, tens of thousands wounded, some very badly. The Congressional Budget Office estimates the Iraqi conflict will cost anywhere between $5 and $10 trillion, a colossal amount of tax money that obviously could have been used elsewhere. Both wars were a direct response to the 9-11 attack, We invaded Afghanistan in 2001 to defeat Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda terror network, which was harbored there. Iraq in 2003 to prevent rogue dictator Saddam Hussein from supplying terrorists with deadly weapons. Nineteen years later, al-Qaeda largely defeated, Saddam Hussein long gone, but America's troops remain in Iraq and Afghanistan. President Trump was bitterly against the Iraq war and sees the Afghan mess as a loser for America. However, Mr. Trump believes showing weakness overseas hurts the country and therefore finds himself in a conundrum. Mr. Trump would much rather deal with Iran, North Korea, and China than fight them. But sometimes, you gotta fight. Coming up, the message of the day on Iran's history of terror. Back after this. You've been hearing about gold all over the news. Prices continue to climb. Not surprising, given all the warnings of a recession and the uncertainty of the upcoming election. Americans are looking for stability as a way to protect their savings in retirement. That's why I recommend you consider gold and silver as a safe haven for your savings in retirement. The company I recommend in half for years is American Hartford Gold Group. They are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Also, they make it simple and easy for you to invest in physical gold and silver. If you're listening right now, you get a free silver coin from my friends at American Hartford Gold Group. All you have to do is give them a call, 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-G-O-L-D. Call them now to claim your free silver gift for a limited time and tell them Bill sent you. Or visit them online at www.billfreecoin.com. Again, that's 877-444-4653 or billfreecoin.com. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Let's look at perhaps the most dangerous country on earth, Iran. You have to go back to the Jimmy Carter presidency. In 1979, the last year Mr. Carter was in office, the Shah of Iran was forced into exile after a rebellion led by the Islamic leader Ayatollah Khomeini. You may remember that. The Islamic Republic of Iran was established and the secular Persian society was banished in 1979. The same year, supporters of the revolution stormed the American embassy, seizing 52 hostages, which may have caused Jimmy Carter to lose to Ronald Reagan. Two years later, the U.S. hostages were released after 444 days in captivity. Ronald Reagan's election led to that. In 1983, terrorists with links to Iran bombed the U.S. Marine barracks in Beirut, Lebanon, killing 241 Americans. But Ronald Reagan, the president, did not strike Iran over that bombing. In 1983 as well, Iran-backed Hezbollah bombed the U.S. embassy in Kuwait, killing five, injuring 86. The next year, 1984, Hezbollah and Iran-supported Islamic Jihad bombed the U.S. embassy in East Beirut, killing 24 people, including two Americans. That's three embassy bombings. Still, Ronald Reagan did not attack Iran. In 1992, after Mr. Reagan left office, Iran-backed terrorists bombed the Israeli embassy in Buenos Aires, Argentina, killing 29. From 2001, the 9-11 attack, until now, Iran has been supplying, training, and arming anti-U.S. forces in Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, Syria, and other places. Also, Iran's slogan of kill all Jews and death to America remains intact. So this is a very dangerous place. Right now, the Iranian regime operates a series of terror networks and covert organizations in Israel, Gaza, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Jordan, Yemen, and Saudi Arabia. Groups include Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Islamic Front, and the Quds Force. Networks operate throughout the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, recently headed by the dispatch General Soleimani. So, Iran is a danger, and President Trump will have to confront it one way or the other. The problem is that there is a re-election that Mr. Trump has to deal with, and the Iranian mullers do not want him re-elected. So, while things have calmed down now, you can expect in the next 11 months Iran to do something violent in order to derail the Trump re-election campaign. Unfortunately, that is a reality. But also, Iran is a major problem for the rest of the world. Will President Trump be able to rally other countries to isolate Iran and punish it for its terrorism and violence? Doubtful. We do not live in a courageous world. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. Also, check out my book, The United States of Trump, which deals with the war syndrome. In a moment, something you might not know. 
There are thousands of abandoned animals in the USA that need our help. I am partnering with Delta Rescue, the largest no-kill, care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. Founded by actor Leo Griot, who left Hollywood to devote his life to saving abandoned animals, Delta Animal Sanctuary is a one-of-a-kind rescue unit. They are staffed by trained attendants who look after each animal, providing them water, treats, toys, and affection. Support Delta Rescue and put your legacy to work. Each life-saving gift helps Delta fulfill their mandate to rescue and care for animals. Request a free estate planning package at deltarescue.org forward slash bill. For a limited time, you can watch The Rescuer free only at deltarescue.org forward slash bill. The Rescuer is an award-winning documentary about Griot's two-year rescue of a family of 21 dogs abandoned in the wilderness. DeltaRescue.org forward slash Bill. Now the O'Reilly Update brings me something you might not know. The biggest sporting event in America, the Super Bowl, less than a month away. Each year, 100 million people tune in to watch the NFL's top teams compete for the coveted Vince Lombardi Trophy. It's been a rough few years for the NFL. Since former quarterback Colin Kaepernick began protesting the U.S. National Anthem back in 2016, Television viewership is down 10%, stadium attendance dropping five points nationwide. Despite the setback, about 16 million folks on average watched each primetime game in 2019, up 5% from last season. In all, the National Football League generates $15 billion in revenue each year. The most valuable team, the Dallas Cowboys, worth more than $5.5 billion dollars. The average NFL team worth about $3 billion. Even the small market Buffalo Bills are valued at more than $1 billion. Some of that money trickles down to the players. The Seattle Seahawks' Russell Wilson signed the largest deal in NFL history last April. Four years at a price of $140 million, including a record $65 million signing bonus. Other high-paid players include Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, Saints quarterback Drew Brees, and, of course, the legendary Tom Brady. But not all players command that kind of money. However, according to the NFL's collective bargaining agreement, the minimum annual salary for a rookie isn't bad. One year, $480,000. A player with three years' experience makes at least 750000 and those with seven or more years, roughly $900,000 at minimum. The lowest paid position, that goes to running backs, whose median salary is $630,000 a year. But NFL salaries come with major risks. A career-ending injury is just a play away. The average career in the league is less than three and a half years. Most common injuries, knees, and the brain. More than 200 concussions are reported each year in the NFL. Back after this. Deborah's home was stolen. I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. This story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says, quote, criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming 
They owned it. And it gets worse. Deborah, quote, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easy, unquote. This is why you need home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, please go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it. Then sign up to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Please go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.